We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that all life on Earth came from outer space. Is that a fact? Hmm, you know... Your teacher may be closer to the truth than she knows. Are you kidding me, Grandpa? Does that mean I'm an alien? That depends on how you define alien. You see, science has proved that life has to come from life. And both your teacher and the Bible say that at some point in time, the Earth did not have any life on it. And then, suddenly, it did. Now here comes the part where your teacher and I will likely disagree. She might say that some germs riding on meteors came through space and landed on Earth to start life. Yes, Grandpa, that's exactly what she said. Is it true? Not according to the Bible, which is the only book written containing scientific information that has never been proven wrong. Let's open my Bible and have you read about how God's Word says life started right here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Then God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kind. And it was so. Now let's think about what your teacher said and what God's Word says. Your teacher said that life came from outer space or from some place other than earth. God is everywhere and has been around for always. He has limitless power and knowledge. Technically, he's not from earth. Yet he brought life to the earth, just like what you read just now. So I am an alien. Cool. Yes. And the Bible has more to say about you and me being aliens. So read here from First Chronicles 29, verse 15. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as shadows and without hope. There you have it. You're an alien. And so am I. We should always remember that as children of God, Earth is not our permanent home. We're just aliens passing through. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwedell, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Thanks, as always, Carl, for the excellent skit. I think you wanted to talk something about panspermia with us. Well, that's what the children are being taught now. In, in an increasing numbers of textbooks are using information that says that life didn't start on Earth because, frankly, the evolutionists have finally admitted that they haven't figured out how life could have started. So they said, well, it must have started somewhere else and then seeded the Earth with this simple cell organism that later evolved into us. Even even noted scientist Crick, who part of Crick and Watson's uh, 
discovery of the, of the DNA, uh, he said that, well, it must have come from outer space because DNA is way too complicated to have assembled itself here on Earth. So if we have this panspermia idea that life came from somewhere else, that doesn't really explain anything other than saying that we don't know how it happened. And as far as other science scientists looking at the idea of panspermia, there was even a report of a look at Halley's Comet several years back that spectrographic analysis of the tail of the comet suggested that the watery tail, the mist of the comet, contained some mm. sort of agent that made the spectrograph refract in such a way to suggest that it contained bacteria, or at least the building block, in other words, amino acids and uh, other things that make up protein. But that is not showing that life started by itself somewhere. It just showed that there are organic chemicals present in meteors and comets and things in the face, which has been shown. Three things I find of interest in what you just said. One is in terms of the Halley's Comet spectral analysis. What they found was evidence of organic compounds. However, you can get organic compounds without having life. There is some evidence right now of organic compounds, carbon compounds, being produced with oil from the mantle here on Earth, which is not coming from organic means. So that does not mean life was there. It's interesting that Dr. Francis Rick, one of the co-discoverers of the structure of the DNA double helix system of the molecule, would say, well, it's just too complex. This chemical evolution could have never occurred on this planet. But then he throws it out and says, okay, somewhere else in space it happened. That doesn't solve the problem. Not at all. Not at all. It just makes it more complex now. It's still physically and chemically impossible out there. Right. Terry, what are your thoughts on this? As the point has already been made, this whole idea of panspermia is nothing more than an admission that they don't have a credible explanation for how life could have started here on Earth. In evolution, the grand ex experiment, it discusses how spontaneous generation was the scientific consensus for 2,000 years. How they thought mice came from dirty underwear and maggots came from rotting meat. And then it was in 1668, Francisco Reddy proved that maggots came from flies laying their eggs on the meat. And he laid a cheesecloth over the meat to keep the flies off. And guess what? No maggots formed. And then boiled pond water would become cloudy over time. And, and scientists thought that was spontaneous generation. And Louis Pasteur, through experiments, proved that that was just con contamination. It was not spontaneous generation of life. So what we observe is what the Bible says. Plants reproduce after their kind, animals reproduce after their kind, and people reproduce people. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about, are we an alien? Were we placed here? And I'll say yes. We were placed here. Yeah, but you're saying that you're placed here by God. Amen. As opposed to just falling out of the sky with a meteorite. You get down to the basis of this, not only with the panspermian idea, are they moving the miracle, and that's what it is, the miracle of, of life, the miracle of the origin of life, which they cannot solve on this planet, they own up to the fact it's chemically and physically impossible on this planet. They move it off out there. But they're not just moving it away. 
What they're saying is, it's some outside entity that did it. They won't admit to it being God. They want it to be naturalistic, but they're honest enough to say, well, naturalism won't do it here. So there's got to be a different reality out there. But they never will say what? That's right. God did it. They fall short of intelligent design in many cases as well. They'll still say it's spontaneously generated. Some will say it's spontaneously generated in some area and then came to Earth on meteors. Whereas others, like Crick, thought there was some intelligent designers out there that seeded the Earth. And then there was, so there's a couple of different camps. Some that admit there's intelligent design somewhere, and some that say that it just happened spontaneously, but it happened somewhere else where the physics was such that it was possible to do. And, and the people who are on that aliens came and planted life here mm-hmm. design, you've done the same thing. You've said, okay, they came and planted life here, but you haven't solved where original chemical origin ever came from or how it could ever come from. Because the physics and chemistry we know will not allow it. You can't get it there. How is this whole thesis of panspermia, is it confirming or in contradiction to the biblical narrative? Well, if you take my point of view that God is the panspermia person, mm-hmm. that he brought all life to earth about 6,000 years ago, then yes, I believe in panspermia when it comes from, from God. But if I'm saying that you just are an accident that came from the sky? That I can't hold to because God's word says that we are reproduced, as Terry says, after our own kind. All the animals and plants on earth reproduce after their kind. So there's no transition from one kind of creature to another. So that is where I must take exception to the panspermia that's being taught to our children as fact in the the science classes, let alone the evolution that's being taught as fact. So the evolutionists still feel they have a case, although it is not a case, for evolution of one creature to another creature, they certainly balk at trying to say that they have the answer for how non-life became life. So that is where this little discussion started, is where did life come from if it didn't come from Earth? Interesting part I see is that we are looking just at the origin of life, which is a huge canyon that they've never been able to cross in terms of science here on Earth. But at every point of supposed the evolutionary paradigm, they failed. Supposedly there was a Big Bang and then there were stars. Except we can't find a way to get stars by naturalistic processes. Then you have chemicals coming together to produce life. But you have the experts in the field that say that couldn't have occurred on this planet. Then if you do get by some miracle, and this is a God thing, the the miracle of life. But if by some miracle you get single cells and now they're going to form multi-cell organisms and they're going to work their way all the way up to being us, that is not answered by the gradualist explanation of mutation theory. At every point in the evolutionary process, it fails to explain what we see today, to see the complexity 
that God has given. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. It's the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.